Oh, Sinna Mia. Sinna Mia. Sinna Mia. What do we go with? Movie-o. 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 I see a movie pass. No, not anymore. Movie pass is dead to me. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hemorrhaging subscribers. <laughs> that That is true. Sinem- I don't even know where to begin with movie pass. I feel like our podcast should just be called movie pass a story of failure so it's weird so that, a that, weekly story of failure that's actually a good place to start um because it you know i don't think that either of us when we talked episode zero thought we would ever talk about movie pass thought that we that would be at all part of the show and yet if you look at however many episodes we've had it's a hot topic it is a hot topic. I mean, it's probably been... It's behind the iPhone SE, of course. I mean, <laughs> only slightly, <laughs> which is something to say. But I, I think that that's that's an interesting part of where the podcast to me has gone so far. We're 11 episodes in, I do believe. And I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it's going to be because we kind of said at the, at the beginning that it's just going to be us talking. Which and it definitely is that. It definitely is that. It's definitely just us talking. But then what do we talk about and how do we talk about it? And how much do we account for having any listenership? We've had more listenership than I thought we would this early on. Thank you all. At, at the same time. Please share and subscribe. <laughs> like. Like and subscribe. Okay. Favorite and overcast. Yes. Give it that star action and overcast. You know, it's it's funny. You can get a breakdown in Anchor and like see where people are listening. And I mean, obviously far and away, it's it's Apple Podcasts. But Overcast, I think, is number two. Um, I'd have to look again. Now, granted, I know some, some of that's me and you, right? But it's not all just me and you. So I'm kind of intrigued by that as well because I don't know. I don't know who else I'm friends with who uses Overcast besides you. I don't know where those listeners are coming from. It's interesting. Anytime anybody, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and people notice because I have my AirPods in all day long, just mm-hmm. about listening to podcasts. And so people will remark anytime podcasts come up, they're like, Philip, he listens to podcasts. Anytime anyone talks, one talks about podcasts or like what podcast do you listen to? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell them like one podcast they should listen to. Um, but way early in that conversation, I just want to be, I just want to tell them use overcast oh so you're more about you're more concerned about what podcast player they're using than you are about even what podcast they're listening to not so much it's just if you're going to start on this incredible journey (laughs) do it with the right tools yes right yeah so i mean it's one thing just to tell somebody an incredible road trip to take but if they don't yet have a car i feel like it would behoove you to tell them the type of vehicle that would do well for this road trip mm-hmm. rather than just saying, yeah, go to this place. It's great. Get there in whatever you want to, however you want to. That doesn't really matter. No, that's integral to the road trip. Yes. The stuff you see is, is an awesome part about the road trip, but most of the road trip is driving. Most of the road trip is traveling. So what you're traveling in, how that goes, very important. I, and the fact that to me, podcasts, sound like 
overcast with smart speed and voice boost. Right. Yeah. Without that, it's I don't know what it is, but it doesn't sound like a podcast to yeah. me. I'm totally there. And or if I if I hear something on the radio now, I always think, which I don't ever listen to the radio, but on those rare occasions that I do, if I'm in somebody else's car and the radio is playing, I'm like, that's not how people should sound. <laughs> Why are they talking so slowly? <laughs> Please speed them up. Yeah, I have a really hard time now listening to anything but overcast. And it's weird whenever I, you know, if I if I'm checking our feed on Apple Podcasts and there is no smart speed. Um, it does sound weird to hear us talking normally and vo- voice boost too. Yeah. And, and what's weird about it is that that's how most people listen to us. So right. how, how most people are hearing us right now isn't what I think that we sound like. It's true. Except for it's all, I mean, to a great extent, it's all just kind of what you become used to. And if it sounds like that, then that's normal. And if it deviates from that, then it's not. I don't know if I don't know if you remember when when you started using Overcast with Smart Speed and Voice Boost. I don't remember it being much time at all, but definitely at the beginning. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for a long while before that, and so when Overcast came out and there were these there were these features that changed in a good way how it sounded. It was still different. Yeah, and there are times when I I, I do feel like it gets a little a little quick. Sometimes with with the with people's words and how fast they're speaking, um, and and sometimes sometimes you can almost notice like every once in a while I will barely pick up on the fact that to make their point I think that person was just trying to use a bit of a pause and overcast was just like no nope no pause <laughs> not <for you>. allowed <laughs> I uh, I always think what if I ever met you know, one of these podcasters that I listen to, or I've listened to like their whole catalog and I go to meet them and I hear them talk in person and I'll be like, no, imposter, who are you? Talk more quickly, please. <laughs> and project. Uh, it would be weird. It would be a weird experience. And I, I'm an overcast subscriber. I, I, you were, you paid for it before they moved to subscription. So I don't know how that works for you. Like if you're still, grandfathered into that or i think it gets me the alternate icon maybe that's free to everybody anyways and the and the dark modes these are all part of the and no ads in the uh what i want to call timeline but that's not what it's called when you're scrolling through podcasts you don't get ads if you Mm -hmm. were original buyer at five dollars back in 2014 um but if you but you do you do get ads in the podcasts like while you're playing a podcast but i don't get those so i must be i must be a subscriber <laughs> you must be yeah now it, i bring all that up to say that i don't pay for apps so the fact that i am a subscriber to this app should tell you all you need to know about it and so if you're someone that's using the the stock apple podcast app or I know Google came out with a new podcast app not too long ago. Um, if you're on Apple, you should definitely give uh, Overcast a try because it's good. It's good stuff. Well, you don't have to spend anything True. To, to use it with all of its 
features. So back to Cinemia. I, I do I do have overcast premium. That's confirmed. Back to Cinemia, back to MoviePass, uh, which I'm no longer a subscriber oh, to. Oh, really? Because last week, you, you know, you've been, every time we've talked about MoviePass, you've brought up the fact that, you know, you're on that annual plan. You bought, you bought a year up front and that none of these big changes had been affecting you uh, as of yet. And then, Well, they, they, they did affect, so they didn't really affect any decision I had to make is the biggest thing. I mean, they didn't like, we didn't get peak pricing us annual subscribers. I think that's, that's really the main thing that we didn't face that monthly people did. Cause the availability stuff was still an issue for you. Yes. Availability, the, the cutback in, in movies covered, you know, only covering so many movies in a day. And it's these two movies now and these two movies the next day and these other two movies the next day that, that all affected annual folks all the same. I, I did notice that um, in next week, I believe it is, they're 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 growing out to I don't know three or four or five movies like actual um, wide release movies every day that are covered. Still not everything though, so it's still hit or miss. I will say that last Saturday, Blair and I went and saw the Black Klansman, which is a great movie. It's kind of depressing in a way because things have not changed enough since that time, but that's a totally different conversation. But it was, it was a great movie. It's crazy that it's a true story. Um, I, love, I love movies that are based on true stories. Don't get me started on Remember the Titans. You know what you did. You're terrible for it. But Black Klansman was not covered by MoviePass that day. The Happy Time Murders and Axel were covered as MoviePass movies that day. Those are the only two movies wide release that you could use MoviePass for. So... I thought, well, we will get a ticket for one of those two because they, so Black Klansman was playing at 6.55 PM and Happy Time Murders was playing at 7.15 and Axel was playing at 7.20. I don't want to get there right on time anyways, because I don't want to see any previews, see previous discussions in, the pod, in podcasts. So I, I have no problem getting there because obviously if we got there at like 6.50 and bought a 7.15 ticket. That's a little, a little strange to get there that early. I'm, I'm not trying, obviously, I'm not trying to, uh, you're not skirting the system. No, we're absolutely skirting the system. <laughs> I'm not trying to attract, Philip, a, attract attention. Is you're what I'm not skirting for. the system. Wink, wink. So, so we got there about seven, seven Oh five, bought our happy time murders ticket, um, for, for 715 before we did that we went right inside the theater and we were going to look at the big board to see where are these movies because there's there's only a bathroom one way on this big hallway that is totally visible to the movie um the uh person that's tearing tickets and the manager that's probably going to be sitting there with them and the security guard that's right by them so the easiest way and most totally inconspicuous way this could happen is if happy time murders was all the way at the end of the right hall where the bathroom is as well. So we go through, they tear our tickets. We go to the bathroom and then we come out. And if Happy Time Murders is on the right hall and Black Landsman is on the right hall, then we're all good. Like we just come out of the bathroom, you know, and, and go 
go to the Black Klansman instead of the Happy Time Murders. That's all fine. Well, so we stepped inside. Blair more specifically stepped inside and said, they've still got, they're still showing one o'clocks for which, which movies are where. So that doesn't help us at all. They haven't updated their, their big screen to tell us where the movies are. So, okay, well, we'll just choose one and let's roll. Um, so we got the Happy Time Murders tickets. We go up, get them teared. And the Happy Time Murders was in theater six, which is right behind to the right. I mean, the, the XD theater is right behind mm-hmm. the, yeah. the Ticket Terror. But the one right next to that, to the right, was where the Happy Time Murders was. And all the way to the left hallway is where the Black Klansman was. So obviously, after, you, after she tears our tickets, we have to go right. We have to go. I mean, this, this is what I'm thinking. No matter, like, I don't know where these movies are, of course, because I couldn't tell. I had this grand plan of knowing where they were, and then we were going to figure out the best way. So then we were just going in blind, basically. So she tears our tickets, and, we, and you know, you have to go either to the right to go to the bathroom or to the right because the movie's over there. Well, in this case, it was both ways. The Happy Time Murders was to the right, but we didn't go inside into the Happy Time Murders, obviously. We went to the bathroom, and then we came out of the bathroom and just went right past the Happy Time Murders, right past the concessionist and the security guard, and then as we go further down that left hallway, right past the manager who's walking down that hallway, who's just standing with the ticket terror when she tore our tickets just 45 seconds ago, right past him. I made no eye contact with him <laughs> and we just walked right into the Black Klansman, sat down and for a couple minutes, I felt like I mean, they wouldn't come in because I feel like if this manager was paying attention, then he would, would absolutely know. What, what's going on there um that, that we didn't go to the right movie because it was very obvious just because of the, the placement side note axel the other one we could have chose was right across the oh, hall right across from the black landsman so it would have been just the easiest thing in the world um but that's not how the, that's not not how it fell but i just thought they wouldn't come in here like once we sit down we're good like they wouldn't come in here and say like hey you you guys come come here what What's going on? Nobody wants nobody wants to have that confrontation, right? Even if they know that you're in the wrong movie, they don't care, right? Doesn't matter to them. You have a ticket to something. I mean, that's that's why I don't feel bad about this. Yes, it's because they're still getting the same amount of money. Either way, right? I'm and really the only I mean the, the way this the way this can work, and this will, this will come into decisions about movie pass. I mean, the way this can work is like if the show times are close enough, and the movie you want to actually go see that you're not going to have a ticket to is not going to be that packed. And especially if it's got reserved seating, it's really got to not be packed because then you got to figure out a spot to sit in yeah. where no one else is going to really want to sit. So here's what I don't understand, Philip. You're willing to go to these links to actually see the movie you want to see with your movie pass that technically wasn't available through movie pass. And you do this, you, you, you execute it, you deal with all the awkwardness to make it happen. But you said you're no longer a MoviePass subscriber. So explain, explain to me, what was the tipping point? If you're willing to go through all that trouble, what was the tipping point that you're no longer a MoviePass subscriber? So part of the tipping point is, is that we thought about going to see Black Klansman on Tuesday. Um, my parents weren't, weren't able to watch them on Tuesday. It ends up... But when I looked at it on Tuesday, the movies that were covered by MoviePass and The Black Klansman, their showtimes 
were, I think, at least an hour apart. So in that case, like, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to swing that. So there's just this whole kind of convoluted way that you would have to be able to do it. And then and then when you go to the rave with reserve seating, that just adds this whole other element to it that's really obnoxious. And 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 in large part, like, that's, now, if there was no other... If there was no other option out there except for the Cinemark Movie Club and the AMC A-list, then we would still be MoviePass subscribers. We would do this whole rigmarole and we would make it work as well as we could because that's an incredible deal. $10 for three movies, even if even if it doesn't quite work, you know, always the way you want it to and it's a little obnoxious, it's still a great deal that you can make work. I mean, it'll work fine enough. And and the, and especially now that I see that they're now that I see that they're covering more and more movies. So I mean, more and more likely that if they're covering five movies out of the twelve movies that are at the rave, for instance, then there's a good chance that one of those five is going to have a showtime that's close enough to the one you want to see. You'll be able to work it out. But when it comes down to it, Cinemia is is a great service out there as an alternative. Not to mention the fact that Cinemia. Two days ago, li- likely because, and I guess we haven't even mentioned exactly how this happened. So I'm an annual subscriber to MoviePass, uh, subscribed to, at March 17th. So as we as we always talked about what was going on with MoviePass, we just always talked to you about, you know, is this going to push you away from MoviePass? Because mm-hmm. for me, like there was no, like MoviePass and I yeah. were, you know, you were locked in, yoked, and we were just <laughs> headed down the trail and. I just had to go where MoviePass went, you know, and just kind of follow them as they, as they went on this crazy journey. But a week ago, they sent out an email to all their annual subscribers and said, hey, you're no longer really annual subscribers. Well, you sort of are. Basically, um, I th- well, I think that the annual subscribers still had unlimited movies, maybe. That, that, may, that may be the case. Because I, I never saw the, you have this many movies left in the month until last week. Until I was actually going in to cancel, to confirm that the cancellation happened, actually. So I, I think that annual, I think that, that that's, that's one big thing, is that oh, yeah. annual folks still had one per day. Yes. Every day. Yeah. Not up to three in the month. Until this last email. Until this last email where they said, for good reason, <laughs> um, that, hey, we're shifting you to our plan now, which is the three movies in a month. Now you're not going to have to start paying us $10 a month because you've already paid us for, you know, now until March 17th in my case. So we're just going to shift your plan to this, this three per month. That's the only way it's going to change. If you do nothing, then you'll just get three movies per month until March 17th. And at that point you can be, you can be a monthly who knows (laughs) <laughs> Who knows? You know, that's a way. Into if the we future. make it to that point, right? Just let's worry about the here and now. You could become, uh, you could just continue with Movie Pass, but that's the way it's going to be. Or you can cancel, and they'll give you a prorated um, amount of what you paid them back whenever you did subscribe. Oh, okay. So it's becoming clearer now. Yeah. So, so that that's that's what Blair and I did is we canceled, and so they gave us fifty seven dollars of the 105 that we had paid them, um, which comes out to like eight bucks a month for the number of months that we've had it, which has been great because we've seen like 15 movies. <laughs> yeah. 
So it, it's it's been wonderful. Cinemia. So be, are you I, now? A so I think very close. I mean, we'll, we'll 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 get there. So Cinemia had great plans. They had um, most notably to me the seven ninety nine for two movies a month. This is their summer pricing. Um, I, I did verify that in spring they had some spring pricing that was very similar. In winter they had some winter pricing <laughs> okay. that was very similar. So these crazy these prices, are their prices yeah. these crazy prices that they have crossed out are never their actual right. prices. Um, so seven ninety nine for two movies for two two D movies I should say. Uh, you could make it ten dollars a month for two movies with one of them being an XD or an IMAX or a three D if that is your thing, or fifteen dollars a month for three movies. One of them being XD IMAX uh, 3D. I forgot that existed for the five seconds since I had said it last. But then two days ago, I would say in large part because they're trying to pick up these annual subscribers that are falling off the movie pass tree, they added the missing piece that you might have noticed was not there, which is three movies, just 2D movies. And that's now $10 a month. Oh, okay. Exactly the same deal you might notice. Yes. As ye old movie pass. So that that that's the pricing if you if you go uh annually. Yeah. I don't know. I th- it's still the same price if you go monthly. It's just you have to pay that $20 right. upfront membership fee. Right. So But no one wants to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't make any sense if, you know, if you can string together whatever $120 to to pay pay up front. But if you if if you are cutting it that close, then you shouldn't see as many movies and you shouldn't spend I'm, that much money. I'm just saying. But if you're one of those people right. that are like, oh gosh, that's a that's a big chunk up front. I could just pay this one time twenty dollars and then that's no way to live. Well, I mean, th- I'm just saying there are people that will live that way. I mean, that's that's been the the big hang up for me is I definitely don't want to pay the twenty dollars, so I'm just trying to wait for a, an opportune moment when, you know, I maybe have a little extra cash and I can, can cash it in for the, the yearly rate. But I would also like to do that for both of us, you know, so that it becomes $240 if I'm wanting to sign up. Both You're not going to spend money on anything else this fall. Are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he foreboded. Oh gosh. But uh, we'll finish what we passed before we get there. It hurts my wallet so hard. But I mean, to me, like cinema is a great service. You can get, Tickets ahead of time. You can go to any theater, including the Riverdale 10, which has indie movies that I want to see that aren't anywhere else, which is not a movie pass theater. So, I mean, you can get tickets ahead of time to get seats at reserved at reserve theaters hours ahead without having to go to the theater to make sure you get a seat, you know, because all the good seats are taken. You don't have to do the mental gymnastics of trying to figure out what movie do we have to get so right. we can then cheat the system and walk past the manager and not look so awkward to get to the movie we actually want to see? Precisely. Precisely. So I'm totally stoked about this cinema. Me too. If there were any big movies right now that I've, I've have been wanting to see, I probably would have, you know, gone all in much sooner. But Absolutely. So are you thinking, I, I think, I was on the fence. I, I thought until I saw the three months, the three movie, the three 2D movies for ten dollars a month. I was thinking we would probably land it two movies for the eight dollars a month because to go to the three, it was only it was going to be fifteen dollars a month because it was going to have to include the XD 3D IMAX movie, and we don't see many of those. It wouldn't it wouldn't make it worth it. Yeah. But 
for two dollars two dollars more a month then i mean let me just math out on you i mean basically what that means is that's 24 dollars for the year so if you are going to use say say you're say you're spending even seven dollars and if you're going at night you're spending ten dollars a ticket. I mean, mm. the, 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 I was going to say the black Klansman ticket I bought the happy, the, the happy time murders, the happy time murders. Thank you. I forgot the name of the movie that I went and saw the happy time murders ticket that I bought was 1034 after tax on a Saturday night. So if that's happening, you're going to have to, you're going to have to use your third movie two and a half times out of 12 to make that worth it. And any more than that is just gravy. Yeah. So at, at that, I mean, it's almost, it almost feels like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> you're gonna, you're losing money if you don't do this deal, right? Uh, that is actually true. <laughs> that is actually true. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm ready to do it, but I I just gotta gotta wait until there's no, a, a season of uh, you know movies that I want to see again. Well, I, I felt a little bit of pressure to get in on the pricing that they had because I didn't know how long. Because I mean, summer's almost gone. I'm sure they'll have some fall pricing, but <laughs> I did notice that I think based on what I saw, some of their spring pricing was better than their summer pricing, if only slightly. And so I didn't want their summer pricing to go away, their fall pricing to go up a good amount and then I missed out on that. But the fact that they came up with this $10 a month plan like two days ago for the three movies, it's going to stick around yeah. for a little while. So probably toward the middle of the month, I mean, whenever I'm able, whenever we're looking at seeing a movie, I think I think my mother-in-law's coming in in the middle of the month sometime. We'll probably go see a movie when she's hanging with the kids while they're sleeping and all that sort of thing. Oh, Cinemia. Cinemia. Oh, Cinemia, let us go. So uh, I was I was actually trying to talk about this first, but of course, Movie Pass always finds a way. So Because uh, a movie, movie Pass uh, finds a, a way. So a little bit of meta-podcasting. It's interesting to me, I, I tried to get here, but I didn't get all the way there because we hit movie pass. It's interesting to me, we have more listeners than I expected that we would. And yet I don't know what to do with that because I don't, I, I, I have a hard time getting my mind in, in a space where I need to make sure that what I'm saying is interesting. I just have no idea how to gauge that. So in my mind, like we're still just having a conversation the weird, the weird part about it is that it has to be structured a little bit, at least, right? I mean, we have our show notes in front of us. We we kind of know what we're going to talk about, so it's not exactly like just sitting down and just letting it fly. Because if we just sit down and let it fly, now that's only happened one time. It has happened one time, and it was two episodes ago. And yes, which is when I had to introduce the uh, the little musical cues because I had no way of piecing that sucker together because we didn't follow notes. So there was no natural flow to the conversation, but I've kept those musical cues, even though the, that the show since then, well, there's only been one other show since then, um, did follow notes pretty well. I, I liked what the, the cues brought and, and it just, I, the, one of the main feedback, uh, one of the main feedback is it <laughs> one of the main pieces of feedback I have received is that, uh, sometimes at the end of the show, it just ends and people aren't expecting it. Um, which I honestly don't mind just cause I, that's kind of like the style of podcast that I like, but, um, it did feel right to have something that just for sure let you know, this is the end of the show. So I, I've added these little musical cues, really simple, you know, um, and I, I kind of like them. So I think, I think they're going to stay around and 
So the, the show is kind of naturally evolving, even like you said, structurally. I'm trying to put some more effort into that so that it does seem a little clearer and cleaner cut. Um, other feedback I've gotten just this this week, I've uh, started a little breakfast club on Tuesdays. And so um, both of these people listen. One listens to every episode and then one has listened to some of the episodes. Uh, but his feedback was, it's just too long. It's just too long for him. And um, I, I, it kind of just washed over me because I'm like, I'm sorry, man. It th- This is what it is. We're aiming for 90 minutes. You know, we're trying to stay away from those two hour uh, episodes. Although to be fair, September 13th, um, which is, you know, going to be the day after the, the iPhone new iPhone announcement. Oh yeah. That's going to be an epic show and and there's nothing I can do about it. Okay. It's just, it's, it's going to be long and you're just going to have to accept that. Um, but he, he doesn't listen to podcasts like, like I do or like you do. Um, you know, he wants like a 30 minute episode and that's, that's never what this show is going to be. So, um, we can't, you know, we can't be all things to all people, but we have, we have tried to be tighter, um, you know, the last, I'd say, four or five episodes because, for one, we, we record so late at night, we can't, we can't go too long because, you know, you, you've got a, a big boy job that's 30 minutes away, so you, you have to wake up at a certain time to, to be there on time. Um, I have a big boy job, too, but, you know, it's like seven minutes away from, for, for me. Um so yeah, we can't go forever, but I'm I'm sorry. Like if you're looking for a 30 minute show on tech and entertainment topics, that's just not what this show will ever be. So. No, and again, it's just going to be however long the conversation is between you and I. Yeah, that's what it is. It, I mean that that's that's what the show to me has become is just a a, a structured, sometimes slightly and sometimes more so a structured conversation between the two of us. The other thing you have to keep in mind is we started this in a slow period in terms of the, the things we talk about. Typically it's kind of the slower season for, for tech news. I mean, we're getting into (laughs) really getting into the ramp up. That's true. Um, so I think it, it had the ability to meander a little more, um, early on because, we we had more flexibility to talk about whatever we wanted to some nights because there wasn't always you know new fresh stuff to talk about like like there M- is tonight. Movie Pass found a found a hole. Well, you know, needed to be filled. It was like we could we could create some news for you guys to talk about. Movie Pass became a recurring thing I think for us because one it, it was a service we were using that we both really love, but two it is a garbage truck on fire. Okay, it is like this. It's this incredible story, and it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, every week there's something new to talk about. So, um, if if you haven't been a Movie Pass subscriber, I'm sorry. Uh, hopefully, we've kept you from making that mistake. But I hope you've enjoyed our pain and our struggle uh, to let go of this beautiful service that just cannot cannot survive. And if you don't see very many movies, I should mention that Cinemia has a four dollars a month for one movie. Which is still, I mean, that's great. That is money. Their plans are really nice and they just the flexibility of the plans. And then if you want to go the family plan route, like you can just keep adding, you know, you don't have to just get two tickets a month or, you know, two 
however, whichever you, you decide, like two or three. Well, now a at, the, month, at, at but, this point, the family plans don't make any sense, right? Because, at all, because this is this is the the hang up for me when looking at those plans is you're signing up for either one ticket per person a month or two tickets per person a month, or I think you can even go up to three, but you can add more people. So, I mean, it could be three people, right? The thing about it though, is that doesn't make sense is it, you only get those tickets for that one day. So if, if, if Brittany and I sign up for a family plan, but then I want to go to a movie by myself on a Sunday night, we technically have to use two tickets. We can't just say I'm using one of the tickets and Brittany's going to hold on to hers, yep. which makes no sense. So you just keep the plan separate and it's no different than price, price right now. Yeah, that's, that's what's So funny. it's interesting in the spring when I was looking back at, at historical prices of Cinemia, I think it was at least in the spring, probably winter too, there was a little bit you would save if you made it a family plan back then. So, you know, you could maybe talk yourself. It wasn't, but like $2 a month though. So it still didn't really make sense to me. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, definitely doesn't make sense now. Just keep the, keep the plans separate. Do you ever go see XD movies Does that happen very often? I mean, I haven't with, since I've been on movie pass. Of course. Uh, that's true. Um, I mean, I, I would only go to a matinee to see an XD. So like on a Saturday morning, if it just happened to be, that there was a showing on, mm-hmm. on XD or um, if it was like a Tuesday when, when they have the, the, but no, the deal. I, not. I, I'm saying as far as this, as far as the cinema plan. Oh, would I be includes, interested in that? That includes an XD movie per month. I mean, sure. I, I, I would use it if, if I mean that probably, well, I, I think I would just stick with the, the 2d plan. So it's $5 a month it. more. It's $15 a month for three months for three movies with one of me and XD. So that comes out to $60 for the year. That is what I was going to be looking at though, just because when I was looking, they didn't have this new plan. Right. That you uh, mentioned. Absolutely. Um, so at $60 a year and say what, if you ended up going to see an XD movie, it's like $10. So I don't know. Like if you do it like half the months, it's probably worth it. But I, I don't think it's going to happen that yeah. often. And so much, so often, I think this is the case for you. It's just, it's just a show times. <laughs> Case, right. right it's just which showtime works the best yeah um with the schedule and and when i was using movie pass i was going late at night you know I mean, right like the 10 50 or and that's really the only way that we ended up seeing um when we saw mission impossible we saw it in xd which as i said was was great in xd i mean it was, it was a really good one seeing xd and but it was interesting because it was like the seven o'clock showtime that night. The standards were like five and nine. So we really didn't, we didn't really have a choice even if we were going to see the XD, if we were going to see a seven o'clock movie, that's, that's what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, now that, that, that was Tuesday. So it wasn't, um, wasn't so expensive. You know, the seven twenty five XD is a lot better than the 10 or 11 or $12 XD for sure. You, you, you told me something that I found really interesting because I, I felt like I was, Unique. You felt alone on this island. And, uh, maybe like <laughs> above everyone else on this island. Oh, to a certain extent. okay. Um, it's one I don't know. One of those things. I don't try to be that way, but I also just do feel like, well, if you continue, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> as I was sharing with you that I'm, I've watched episode five of Sharp Objects. I'm getting there. Yep, just three I'll be, more. I'll be there soon. 
but I started watching it with the subtitles because it reached my threshold. I'll, I really, um, I want to say I maybe ended up doing this with Westworld too. I definitely have done it with The Walking Dead. That it just, once a show gets to a certain point of, I didn't quite catch what that character said. And I do love the Apple TV and Siri and being able to say, what did he say? What did she say? And it'll backtrack 15 seconds and turn on subtitles for about 25 seconds. It's a wonderful feature and it's just really genius. Um, so that you get 25 seconds of subtitles, including the part that you just didn't hear. So you get that little piece. But if I do that, maybe two or three times during a show, it's just like, well, I don't just turn on the subtitles. Let's do it that way. And then I really, to a certain extent, like I just finished watching dark, which is an incredible show. I really, really recommend dark on Netflix. And it's a German show. And I watched it with German audio and English subtitles. And I don't have a choice at that point because I don't speak German. So, I mean, I could, I could watch it dubbed, but I've, I've watched 3%, which is a Portuguese show on Netflix. I haven't finished it. Um, I watched the rain, which was a Danish show on Netflix and I watched dark and I've, I think I've tried all of them dubbed and none of them are as good dubbed mostly because the great thing about international shows, something that is not on our list for the night. So we won't try to, we'll try to not spend too much time on this. Uh, and when I say we, I mean me. The great thing about international shows on Netflix, they do them to attract international um, subscribers because they're, they're kind of tapping out <laughs> America at this point, perhaps yeah. to a certain extent. But there's, I think there's a lot more because obviously they have an incredible amount of English content and lots of people around the world speak English, sometimes better than us, us Americans even. But obviously there's a certain segment of Brazil and Denmark and Germany slash all the other places that speak German. In, in Europe as well that are going to be a lot more interested in Netflix if they can watch shows in their native language. And the incredible part of that is that when they make a, these are all Netflix originals. And when you make a Netflix original in that with actors that can speak that language, they just get their pick of like the Portuguese young, you know, young Portuguese actors. You can tell that they're like the best young Portuguese actors in Brazil that they have working on the show. Same thing for, like these German actors are incredible actors that you haven't seen in anything else, but it's because they speak German so well and you know, they're in that scene. So the acting is really, really good. And so obviously the, the way that they act and the way that they speak and just like the intonations, even, even when you can't understand the words, the way that they say the words is really important. So dubbing really gets in the way of understanding and, and really enjoying the show the most. But so, I mean, I was used to watching subtitles and in, in, in that in that way but i i just it really annoys me when i'm not quite sure what somebody said well and there's a, there's an episode in sharp objects i think it's episode two where she goes to um they go to the funeral of spoiler alert one of the, the girls um and after the funeral she ends up going to the house right and I think she's like walk walking in and and you can kind of hear people whispering about her. And and part of the scene is just that experience in general, right? Of obviously people are talking about her. You know, she she used to live here and she left and you know, big big city girl back in town, whatever. Um, but a show like Sharp Objects, it's like you want to pick up every little detail 
to really experience the show. And, and so I had to turn the, the subtitles on in that episode because I was like, what are these people saying? Like, I really wanted to, and at that point too, you don't know a lot about Camille. And so you're trying to figure out what is going on with this, this girl. And like, maybe some of the things they're saying might give me some insight or uh, as to what the, the mystery is with her. And those scenes with a bunch of crosstalk and background conversations, it is fascinating to me to see what they give you subtitles Which words, for yeah, yeah. and what they do not. <laughs> right, yeah. And what you can tell that like somebody like, and it's intentional. I think that's what they said, but the subtitles will not help you at all. It's also really interesting to see the, um, I don't know what you call these, but the- Like the direction? Yes, the direction yeah. that they give you in brackets. Yes. You know, where like, you just felt like someone was kind of like breathing, but they told you they were sighing. So like, yes. that was more than just a yes. breathe out. Yeah. No, I was watching uh, episode three of season four of Better Call Saul last night. I haven't finished it, but um, it was interesting to get those those cues of like, it's telling you exactly what the sound is. You know, the background sound you're hearing. Right. Obviously, you can hear it, but if they're going to take the the time to tell you what it is, then to me, it's just on another level, you're thinking, oh, well, they... Like maybe that wasn't natural sound. Maybe that sound they created to put in to this moment. And it's just like this whole other level of enjoying a show, especially a show that I I love, like Better Call Saul. And so just like seeing what they're intentionally putting into those subtitles, it just I don't know, it takes it to a whole other level of enjoying the show when you're thinking and appreciating all these layers that they're they're putting in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you're not the 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 holy one up on your high horse watching with subtitles. I don't mean to, I don't mean to feel that way. It's just that I, I guess, I guess that that's the way that I watching feel like your German shows. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people don't know what they're missing out on because mm. if you never turn on subtitles, like I never really thought about that. Some of this chatter in the background would be subtitled and some of it wouldn't. Yeah. And that really fascinates me. And the same thing when there's times when it'll tell you that there's ominous music but I'm not really hearing <laughs> the ominous right. of the music yet. But then, yeah, five seconds later, I can tell. But you kind of gave me a, a little bit of a, you know, a heads up. It, here it comes. Yeah. So when are we going to be able to have a, a Sharp Objects spoiler discussion? You finished five, so you, you have three left. Three left. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, I'll, I'll get to them before, before next week. Okay. I do believe. Which could be a good week. I mean, we'll see how much else gets divulged by Apple accidentally, <laughs> but it, it would, it would be a good week um, to cover that because yeah. the week after mm. is, is late, late 13th. So there'll, there'll be no sharp objects talk on no, that episode. There will not. We'll only be talking about rounded ob- objects in that one. But don't bunch. Rounded, rounded rectangular objects. Yeah. 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 There was a pretty significant leak today in, in regards to, well, not really a big leak in terms of like information uh, about the phones and watches, but definitely confirmation of the rumors that we've been seeing the last you know few months. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the watches or with, with the phone? Can we, can we start before that? Sure. So I actually want to, go off something that I thought you were just about to say, which is that these things that leaked, which I guess we should just state what, what was leaked. So 
there was marketing material that I don't know. It, it was certainly leaked in some way. Um, Gruber was was postulating that John he, Gruber for for those of you, yes, John, John Gruber, um, uh, Apple blogger extraordinaire, was postulating that Guillermo Rambo, who who acquired, if that's the right term, um, <laughs> more with skills than money, let's say, yeah, um, who who gained access to these these marketing um images and he was the one who kind of broke down the uh the home pod uh firmware stuff last year right yes yeah, which, so which he, led to the huge leak of all the the iphone the original iphone 10 and all that stuff. absolutely so guillermo rambo and stephen trouton smith are really in a really crazy way to me are like the two guys in the whole entire world that <laughs> can break down a firmware and can find a site that you can't click a link to like one of uh, what the, like the way that they found the, the, uh, the home pod firmware last fall was that it was posted on a public link that shouldn't have been public, but it was, it was only public in that if you typed in that link and hit enter, you would be able to access it, but it there was, was non-discoverable there was through nowhere, search engines. Yeah, right. There was nowhere where you could click on a link to that. It's not like there was a big list long of firmwares for all our products, and here's a HomePod one, and I click on that one. Oh my gosh! And to be here fair, it is. they're both developers, right? So they would be more familiar with where these things might exist or live just through what they do. Oh, and, they're they're geniuses yeah. too. I mean, they're just genius hackers, is what they are. And and yes, they 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 develop and um and are just just incredibly knowledgeable about these things, obviously. But I, th- I think the way that they found the way that they found the, the HomePod firmware was that one of them took uh, a, a URL, big long URL that said TV OS and just replaced TV with audio and bam, they're looking at, I can't, I can't imagine just the feelings that came over them when they realized <laughs> what they were looking at. And then further, like when they opened that up and saw just what it revealed, because it just basically laid out the whole keynote. Yeah. And just totally, totally revealed everything about the iPhone 10, which was totally different um, and totally unknown, really, you know, concretely until that point. Well, and they didn't even know from the information they found last year, they didn't even know if it was going to be called the iPhone 10. True, they just knew that there was an X involved. Right, yeah. Whether that's whether that's a Roman numeral X or the letter X. Which, by um, the way, if you're one of those people calling it the iPhone X... Stop. Well, but that's only going to get worse. I know. That's what I'm saying. But Stop right, right now. I'm just saying they didn't know if they were going to be in the Elmo genre or the count genre. You know, letter of the day, number of the day. Weren't sure which way that was going to go. But we found out that they went with the number. The, the, yeah. the X means 10. <laughs> that's a really devious count. I believe. Ah, ah. Yeah, he uh, is, is a little slower than, than what I would want. Ten. To <laughs> um, but so so it's marketing materials, basically just two two marketing images. The Im- Im- images of the iPhone. Now, this is also interesting too. I guess it's a little more than marketing materials, but th- those are those are the pictures they've shown. Because he also he, and they have some they have some knowledge about them. He had for whatever yeah reason. right there there had to be more than just the images because he's very confident that the phone is going to be called or these these two phones will be called the iPhone 10s. 
So it, it and that's nowhere in the 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 image. True. So the image is just a gold iPhone 10 6.5 inch. Let's get used to this. And uh which is which has on top of it a gold iPhone 10 5.8 inch. Well, 10 S. Sorry, you're correct. <laughs> I stand corrected. A 10 S. And we'll we'll see if there's a I guess there's not going to be a space there. It's not going to be a lowercase. I don't know. No, yeah. It's an extra small phone. It's not an extra small phone. So they've, and, and remind me, because I've never been on the S cycle uh, in the past. I never have either. Did they? So I'm about to look this up too. But they used an uppercase S, right? So with, with, with those naming conventions. I believe much to John Gruber's consternation. The iPhone 3GS is three capital G capital S. The iPhone 4S is a lowercase s. Oh, <laughs> okay. So four lowercase s, no space there. The 5S is a five lowercase s, no space there. Uh, the 6S is a six lowercase s. So they've been consistent no other than the 3GS. Since the 3GS, they didn't have a 7S, obviously. That was called the 8. So then this breaks... They're, uh, well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I can definitely, I mean, they're claiming that, it, I mean, it would, it would, let me type that out. I think it would look really weird if it was X. Yeah. It looks, I mean, it's as it's, it's weird as it looks, capital X, capital S. It's even worse. It's even case. worse, lowercase s. Um, because like it's 10, but it's not 10. Like that's the letter X. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's the, it's the XS, which is really, stop it. It just feels like a, it's a horrible idea. A horrible idea. Yeah. It just seems like such a, um, you know, like it's the opposite so much of an easy win of like low hanging fruit. It's just like this way up high there fruit that Apple's just like, no, I, I want the phone to be called that. Like, Don't you understand all the reasons why that's a terrible idea? Right. Because they had the chance here to break all of this nonsense of naming with with numerals they could have just said it's the new iphone 10 it comes in two sizes just like they do with the ipad pro now you know it's the new ipad pro you can get it in 12.9 and uh, 10.5 and there's no difference which we'll we'll get into whether we think there'll be actual differences between these phones um in a second but they could have stopped all of this madness but now that they're saying it's the 10s then that tells me what are they going to do next year? They're going to have to go to eleven, right? I that's, mean, that's true. Why? Why couldn't they just stop I don't, it? I don't know how. I don't know how sensible it is to just stay on the ten, though. To just say this is the new iPhone. This is the iPhone ten twenty eighteen. This is the iPhone ten twenty nineteen. Because I think that makes total sense to us and folks like us. But I mean, remember that all of this has to be done for lay people because that's the bulk of their audience. And for a lay person. Well, and it's even more complicated by the fact that, which this isn't a part of the leak today, but there's going to be a third phone that's going to look just like these two phones, but it's going to be somewhere in the middle size wise, but it's going to have a different screen. So probably, probably only having one camera. Well, that, that too, but they can't just say this is the new iPhone with no other moniker. Well, of course not that comes in three sizes because there are significant, there are going to be significant differences between the 10 S's and this 
what we're assuming will be called the iPhone 9 LCD 6.1 inch. So even if they wanted to come to some reasonable naming convention, they still really can't do it this year yet either if the rumors are true that they're going to have three different phones that there's going to be significant differences in materials and, and those things. So, so I guess really maybe they had no choice and the best option in their mind was to, to go this S route. But the Still, fact that it sounds like excess is just too much for me. That, I, can't, yeah. I can't handle it. And I saw, I saw John Syracuse mention on Twitter that if it's not excess, then it's tense. The iPhone tense. Tense. So, uh, uh, so I think there is something to be said for having a different name for every phone, just because I do think the the most relevant way for me to think about that, and really most people don't buy their phones like this. Most people buy them in carrier stores and in Apple stores. And I just feel like to to continue to talk about this phone or that phone, I think it just makes a whole lot of sense to have a, a, a specific name for that phone, which is to say that one of the things... I guess you kind of mentioned this in passing that one of the things that nine to five Mac is, is reporting is that these two phones, the 5.8 inch and 6.5 inch iPhones 10 S will just be iPhone 10 S and iPhone 10 S iPhone 10 S right. 5.8 inch and iPhone 10 so S 6.5 inch. No 10 S plus, which doesn't make any sense to me no, because to me, oh, I don't, to me, that's going to be totally difficult to, talk about because I to, I'm trying to put my layperson hat on and in my layperson in my, in my layperson mind I don't want you to continue talking to me about 5.8 inch versus 6.5 inch so the 5.8 inch phone this is how much it is this is how much it's going to be per month the 6.5 inch phone I don't want you to telling me numbers I want names well, and and you know, it may not be. There may be a special name for the for the we bigger one. We don't know exactly yet, but I think just because of how well trained I am now with the iPad Pros, I would be okay with it. But I get your point that, of course, I could be okay with it because I I understand. I, you know, like I'm all in to these phones and That's these true. differences. But That's like, true. that is how they sell the iPad Pros. I see your point though to to the to the fact that the iPad pros aren't selling gangbusters like these phones will. And so it is going to be very confusing for someone who's just, it's time for them to get a new phone and they say, I want the 10 S and then the person's going to be like, well, which one? Not to mention that one thing the iPad pros don't have to deal with so much is being sold in lots and lots of carrier stores and lots and lots of best buys. It's crazy that iPhones used to be sold in radio shacks, but iPhones are sold in carrier stores all the live long day. Best Buys, Walmarts, Targets, you name it, they're selling iPhones. And so now there's just this, to me, you're, yeah, you're just making it difficult to communicate about them, yeah. which I, I don't understand. I mean, it's, it's a hard problem to solve. Again, still rumors, but based on, he had to have seen, he had to have found something else besides Absolutely. just the image, because it seems like he's very confident that they're going to just be called the 10s for both sizes. Um, it does confirm the rumors, though, that we've been hearing about the the, the 5.8 inch, which is the current iPhone 10 size, right? And then there's going to be a 6.5 inch. Um, the other thing that's that's very obvious in the picture is that you know there's going to be what we're assuming is a third color option with this with this gold, which I, I like the way it looks, but you know honestly, like if 
I don't know. I I I was very drawn to that stainless steel uh, look of the 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 what they call the the white, I guess, iPhone ten. Um, so I think I I still would be drawn to that just because I like how that finish looks on the sides, and it reminds me of the original iPhone kind of look. Um, but this gold look does look pretty good. I mean, if you want gold, it's nice and shiny. I I don't really have any interest in gold. Yeah, personally, I, mean, I don't. I couldn't. I don't see myself actually pulling the 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 trigger on buying that. But it does. It does look good in the, in the promotional materials, which everything looks good in that. this marketing image that he accessed from Apple. Wigs me out. I, I would encourage everyone to just go check and take a look at because it because of the what the especially planet? especially when I looked at it on my phone, I just could not figure out. What what was this a picture of? Because it looked like the it looked like they were gonna release a device that has like a bubble in the middle of it. And <laughs> I don't know if this was like 3D touch taken to the nth degree or something. Um yeah, it's just because because the edge of the phone kind of disappears into oh, okay, yeah, the black around it. So it just looks like it's hard to tell where one phone ends and the other begins. And when uh, there's really, actually two phones on really, top of each other. It's really other. just hard to tell. Where that, where that iPhone XS, you don't know which one I'm talking about, do you? <laughs> where the iPhone XS ends. I'm only talking about one of them, the 5.8 inch one. Oh man. So, um, is that, what is that anyway? Is that Mars or what, what is that supposed to be? Uh, look, I mean, I, I, I would vote for Jupiter, but okay. I don't, I don't know much. It could very easily be Mars or it, it could be a made up planet, which yeah, probably is the way more, the way more interesting uh, 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 what's, I mean, is it, it's a leak. Yeah. I just leak doesn't feel right to me, but I, th I, th I think it because is, it was, I think if, I think if we knew more about how it was found that I would be more confident in calling a, calling it a leak. It doesn't seem to be like this, these materials were leaked to him. Right. It I seems that, like he found them. When I, when I say leak, I think of the wall street journal articles that get written less than less, way less than it used to be. But, you know, in previous years, there would be something that Apple wanted everybody to confirm like or deny. Like the headphone jack. Very early. Right. The headphone jack or like when the iPhone 4S was not going to be coming out in the summer, then they told, I mean, they basically told the Wall Street Journal, can you please tell everyone in May that do not expect any hardware at WWDC? Yeah. Um, because otherwise people are going to be wigging out that we've come up with an iPhone in the summer for four straight years and now we now we didn't i i, I kind of hinted at this earlier but in the in the mold of the fact that there are two ipad pro sizes a 12.9 inch and a 10.5 but there's really no longer any differences between those two devices other than the screen size everything else you know we'll see whatever changes they make this fall um but everything else in the current ipad pro lineup they're the same same features, same, you know, screens, all this stuff, just different sizes. Do you think, given the, the history of how there have been somewhat significant differences between the plus size in the, you know, like in the 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 six and the the six plus and the seven and seven plus eight, you know, on and on, there have been little differences that are somewhat significant if depending on what you care about in your phone, like the camera stuff. Do you think there are going to be significant differences between these two models or are they going to be like the iPad pros in that they're the same phone, 
just one of them's bigger and naturally one of them would maybe have a little bit more battery life because it's bigger but what are your thoughts on that i think there's the potential that the 6.5 inch 10s has four gigabytes of ram and the 5.8 inch 10s still has just three gigabytes of ram but the kind of strange part about that mentioned on atp this week is that no one except for really technical people that follow this stuff is ever going to know that and apple doesn't promote it because apple doesn't promote it i mean you can easily find out how much random device has and so we'll know very quickly but that's not going to be i mean a g a a, a, what do they call their they're not geniuses but they're salespeople in their in their apple stores let alone a carrier salesperson is never going to tell you that as a difference between these they're just going to tell you that the screen size is different i think the screen size is totally enough because a 6.5 inch screen is just a monster and it's going to be just so spacious being edge to edge like that. There was some speculation on maybe you'd be able to use like a, a new Apple pencil. Uh, Cause you know, we're, we're assuming there might be a new Apple pencil with new iPads this fall as well. Maybe there's going to be some type of, uh, interaction or a smaller version that you can use with the bigger phone or who who knows. Um, although, you know, there haven't been as many rumors about that, the closer we're getting. Um, I'm really hoping that, that there's not really any differences between them. Why Levi? Well, for one, I'm never going to get the 6.5 right? inch. That's, that's the main reason that was coming. The, the other thing though, is that these are different. These are, these are premium phones. And so I just don't, I just don't think that you can do the differences in the cameras like you could before with the, the, you know, the, the quote unquote regular iPhone in the plus model. I, I don't know. It just feels because you're already paying such a, a high price for these phones. I just don't know if you can get away with that. Like you could with, you know, the seven and the seven plus. So I think the big difference between two phones this year is going to be between I mean, it's going to be the iPhone nine. Who knows? Who knows it's going to be named? But your your six point one inch LCD phone with a single camera. Mm-hmm. If that has a single camera, it'll be interesting to see how much people go to the to the iPhone five point eight inch iPhone ten s to get the two cameras. But to a smaller screen size, I I don't know. It, it almost sounds like for, uh, but for two hundred dollars more, if that's if that's what it comes to, I really still think the iPhone nine is going to go bonkers because I just think that that is this has been the crux of the argument we've been having for several weeks now I mean it's basically a to me it's a it's a how much is that second camera worth to people to to, to some extent I just don't feel like the I mean the, the big difference to me to people that know and the people especially people that have ever used an iPhone 10 before and have experienced the OLED display and feel like it's a lot better because it is a lot better. That That's obviously a huge difference between the two phones. But I don't feel like that means anything to people that don't that just walk in and see those two phones. Here's the other extremely weird thing about it, though, that we kind of talked about in the past, but haven't now that you're you're bringing up the camera specifically. And, and I said this last week, I think that 
this 6.1 inch LCD phone that looks like the 10 S's, but isn't going to be, you know, the same in, in terms of quality and, and function. Um, it's replacing two phones really, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's sort of not though, because especially with those cameras, if you're, well, that, an, that's if you're what I'm an saying, iPhone, go for it. That's what I'm, that, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say is those pluses in the past. So the people that did go up to the plus, they were getting the better camera always, you know, until the 10 came out last year, right? They were getting that better camera experience. Um, but now that's not going to be true. So those people that see the 6.1 inch phone and maybe they were, maybe they have an eight plus or a seven plus and they're like, yeah, uh, maybe, you know, I don't need that fancy OLED. I want to upgrade to this 6.1 inch phone, but they're not going to be getting the, the best camera. So I think it's going to be a real predicament for people because there's all these little intricacies and Apple's going to have a really hard time explaining all these differences and again, all these differences, I, I still feel like this just bolsters my argument that it's going to drive more people to the 5.8 inch iPhone 10s, whatever. I'm not, it's going to take me a while to get used to saying iPhone 10s. Um, it's all these little things. I don't, there's so many things they're going to have to explain. And the, I just don't know. The more we talk about it, the more confused I am for people who aren't going to know all these things like they're they're gonna they're not gonna know what phone they really need that kind of worries me a little bit well so i see your point more clearly why you feel like the the pressure is going to point the tens way instead of the nines way i think it'll be interesting to see where it where it lands um but i mean most people are going to do what most people do which is they're going to know something about the phones they're going to walk in the store. They're going to use them for just a bit. They'll just pick the one that they feel best about getting. And the reasons that they choose the one they they choose will never yeah. make any sense to me. I just think there's going to be so much more confusion this year more than <laughs> more than any other year now because not only do you have two 10s two 10s's or 10s models with different sizes but now it's further complicated by this lower price phone is going to be in between those two models in terms of size look just like them for the most part but not have as good of a screen and not have as good of of a camera situation i don't know man it's just I think it's going to be more confusing for people trying to figure out which phone is right for them than it ever has been in the past. I'm, I, I, I worry for people. And then they're going to get swayed into, you know, I think, I really think that Apple wants people to land on that 5.8 inch as oh, many people course. as they can. Right. I mean, cause the people who are going to get the 6.5 inch, they're going to get the 6.5 inch. They're, they're not going to need any persuading for that. Um, but I kind of feel like Apple's doing this little like sleight of hand trick of I they're not in a nefarious way, but like I, I think more and more people are gonna end up landing on that 5.8 inch just because they don't really clearly understand all the differences and and they're just gonna, you know, feel like, okay, well, you know, it's not that much more and 
I don't really want a, that big of a phone and I kind of want the two cameras. So I'm just going to go with the 5.8 inch. I don't know, man. It's, it could very, it could very well go that way. Part of me still just feels like if they feel a little confused about it, they're just going to go with the cheaper. And the pricing is a big thing, that right? Is still huge. And you and I are still, still very large. We still think looks differently like a nice phone on the pricing, right? Because I think they're only going to be a hundred dollars apart and you think they're going to be oh, further, they're, further uh, apart. Yeah. That. I don't think they're going to be a hundred dollars apart. It'll be interesting to see because I do. And I can't remember who was saying this. Um, but somebody was saying that they feel like that 6.1 inch phone is going to have to be probably a 7.99. Is not going to be able to be at that 6.99 price, which is what I've been saying. The eight inch, I just uh, and 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 that maybe the 10 will very likely come down to, to 8.99. That's what I, I've I been saying. I guess I'm less time. I'm less sure about the 10s actually. The 10s being at 8.99, I could very well see. I could very well see. So what I was thinking was the 10s would be at 8.99 and the iPhone 9 would be at 6.99. Right. I think what's probably more likely is still a $200 price difference, but I think 7.99 and 9.99 may be those prices. We shall see. I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I'm really looking forward to see how that how this keynote plays and how they introduce the 6.1 inch and phone. where it's got to it's, it's it, got to yeah. be the first one they introduce if not the second one because they say we got a new iPhone SE <laughs> shut, shut but your it's face not actually I, see. I think we got it wrong uh, we should say this that <laughs> i don't i think that um that the iPhone 7 internals one was actually found to have like the same resolution as the iPhone 7 so that really may be like it's something wild i don't think there's an iPhone SE 4 inch phone coming at all We'll see if there is, but I'm tired of talking about that because it's just not It's coming. too depressing for you. And I'm really angry about it. <laughs> I, I think they have to introduce that 6.1 inch LCD phone first because your options are either before the two <laughs> 10S yeah. models or after the two 10S models. And if if they were any other company... They wouldn't be doing what they're doing, obviously. If they were any other, any other company, I would think they're going to talk 10S models. And then they're going to turn around and say, if that's a little too expensive for you, then look at this one. If they were another company, right. but they are not another company. Yeah. And so they, they, don't, they never talk that way, of course, because they just want to make as much money as possible and they're good at that. So it's going to have to be, it's going to have to be before the 10S models. And I just really... And that's how, how they that's did it play. last year, right? They introduced the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus first, and but then that, the iPhone 10. That's a totally different story because that's like a known commodity. You know what this is. You know that the 10s come in because of that darn HomePod <laughs> firmware. So, can I just say I'm getting tired of, of oh, these leaks, man? It's, I'm glad it's you ruining this. the excitement and the fun of. I mean, there's still things we don't know, but by next week, we might know them, you know? And it's like, enough. Guillermo, you're doing a great job, but you don't have to ruin Christmas. Oh, I don't, I don't fault these guys at all. Apple needs to tighten the security up, quit letting stuff leak like this. Don't let it be available when it's not supposed to be available to anyone typing any URL in, looking at anything. If, if they can look at it, it shouldn't be there. I, I really, I do hate that so much of it is ruined before the keynote and that the keynote, you're just waiting to see like, what's the exact price going to be? What are they going to actually, how are they going to say that character out loud? <laughs> I mean, 
back in the day. So I actually joined Twitter in 2007 in order to get Mac Rumors Live account tweets sent automatically to my flip phone so that while I was working at the movie theater and they were, uh, and they were releasing the iPhone 3G, maybe off a year, maybe it was 3G, maybe it was the original. If it's 2007, it was the, that, the original. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking it was summer though. So it may have been summer 2008 that I set up, I really just, I just joined Twitter, followed the Mac Rumors Live account, set up automatic, I don't even know if you can do this anymore, probably not, but you could have every tweet from an, an account just be sent to you as a text message. Mm. And this, this was back when Twitter was kind of a text message based service right. to some extent. I mean, they had, their, they had their website, obviously. They didn't have apps yet. Well, I take that back. They did have. You joined in June 2008. There you go. Thank you. So it was the 3G. Thank you very much. So I was going to be working that day at the movie theater and I just had my flip phone. And so, so I, no, I didn't just have my flip phone. I had, I had the iPhone touch, but obviously that's not a phone and we didn't have Wi-Fi at the theater. So I just had my flip phone. And so I just kept getting these messages from Mac Rumors Live about what was being announced um, as the iPhone 3G. And I had, I had no idea. I mean, we knew there was another iPhone coming out. We knew they were going to announce but that's just about all we knew. And we, well, I mean, we were pretty for sure that it was going to be a 3G because they didn't include 3G with the original iPhone and Edge was not cutting it anymore. But, but yeah, I mean, what it was going to look like, that it was, there was going to be a white one and a black one, that it wasn't going to look just exactly like the original iPhone. I mean, we didn't know any of this, that it was going to be the same exact size, all this sort of stuff, that it was going to shoot video because <laughs> the original iPhone did not right. shoot video. So yeah, I miss those days. Those were the good days. And now we just know everything and accept the price. I feel like the iPhone 4 keynote, which was at WWDC 2010, was also a, a really unique one because... Because that was when they the model was left at the bar, right? That was. Yeah. So even then, they it kind of got ruined. That was. I forgot about that. I was thinking we didn't know about Retina, but we must have known about Retina. Well, they might not have known I don't know. about the screen, but they yeah. knew the design, like the, I don't the know. industrial like you would design. Have to have known. Maybe it was turned off. I don't know. <laughs> Surely it turned I mean, it they, on. They, they, had, they had the phone. <laughs> they were holding it. Yeah. Much to, much to Steve Jobs' chagrin. Can so, you yeah, imagine? We, we must have known a lot about that one. I guess I forgot. Could you imagine the rage he would have if he was still alive and this this stuff was going on? Or would it even be happening if he was still here? He might have murdered someone by now and <laughs> put into it. Oh, goodness. The iPhone XS reveal wasn't the only thing that came out of Guillermo's wizardry. It wasn't even the best thing. I know, right? I, I'm glad you said that because I feel the same way. I was more excited about the Series 4 reveal because this was also a... Uh, Again, not really leaked. We, we don't know for sure how he got them, but another promotional image that he found was of the what we assume will be called the Watch Series 4. Uh, f- about a 15% bigger display for both models, reduced bezels, basically is how they're getting that that more screen. Um, a new watch face in this, this little image here with eight complications. Um, so that's that's a total trip. 
some changes to the crown, uh, the way it looks, not the full red, uh, at least in this image, it's like a red circle within the crown, which I guess would still indicate LTE. Um, and then the side button's a little bit bigger. And it looks like there's also a new microphone um, in between the side button and the crown. There's a little little circular um, hole there, which I'm assuming would be for a microphone, uh, which I guess would would play well with the whole lift to, you know, Siri stuff that is in watch OS five. Maybe that's how they're doing that a little bit better. I, I, I don't know. Well, I think it could definitely be really helpful if there's, if there are mics on both sides, because oh, okay, yeah. particularly, I mean, the, the way that you're holding your wrist at certain times, I think sometimes you're kind of cutting off the mic because it's only on one side right now. Mm-hmm. If you have it cocked one way or the other, then you could be really reducing. Or if you're, you know, depending on if you're left-handed or right-handed. Right. Or if you have the crown on the, on the right side or the left side, left side being the right side mm-hmm. to have it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reverse crown orientation, we call that. Yes. I know, but, I know you're a big fan of that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But um, I just am totally, really, really, really excited to see if this is, if this is real. It really shocks me because there is so much going on in this watch face. Yeah. To, to the point of being too much to a certain extent. And yet, to me, that's the great part about it is that remember that watch faces are completely customizable as, as much as they will let you customize them. It doesn't mean that you have to have eight complications on it. You could turn some of the, the slots you could set them to nothing. I mean, you can currently True. do that. Absolutely. So it does look like a big giant, you know, information overload when you see this image and how many things are on it. But like you're saying, you don't have to turn all of those on, but you'd now have the ability to uh, do that if you want more information at a glance, which is what the appeal of, of a watch is, you know, an Apple watch is to, to begin with for me, right? For I think for most people, um, they didn't say this in the report, but even like it even looks to me, and again, this is, could just be, you know, Apple wizardry with the photography. It looks thinner. It does. They, and they, they, nothing is said about that in, in this report that came out today, but it, it looks like it's thinner, which kind of worries me to, to some of you looking at your, your series one, right? You're comparing your series one. It, it kind of worries me a little bit though. And let me tell you why, if it's, thinner that means there's less less space for battery um the fact that some of these models will have cellular you know that's if you're using that that can be a, a little bit of a battery hog and there's also more screen so all these combination of things concern me a little bit about are we gonna really even get uh, any increase to battery life with a with a series four so the I, I think this this means we're not, I think if it's any thinner, to me what it indicates in a negative sort of way is that we're not looking at any sort of always on portion of the display that, that I would love to have. So that there's there's some part that's even just dim or just black and white until you turn it and it becomes colorful. Because obviously with the OLED display, just black and white, um, can, can, you know, especially if most of the display is black and just a small portion of it is white, that, that doesn't use an enormous amount of, of battery. Um, so if they kept the same amount of battery, I, I would love for, for them to see some sort of always on 
portion of the of the screen so that if you even don't, if it was just the time right right like so if a you small portion if you don't turn screen. your wrist just quite the right way and it doesn't come on it's just really obnoxious i think every watch user has a problem with especially that. if you're still on that uh og series zero like me i don't know if it's any more of a, a problem there than any of the others but maybe it is I, I will say that so my watch um i have i have wrist problems I have really sore wrists. That's a whole, I mean, it's not really that interesting. It's just painful. <laughs> it's just a fact. It's just a fact. Um, and, and now and then my, my wrist will get really sore and I'll like when I'm driving, I'll take my watch off to try to give it a break. Um, and like when I get home, I won't keep it on much of the night. Like as soon as I'm, um, as soon as I get in bed, like I'll, I'll take it off. Um, but I, I will say that I loosened up my, uh, my band one notch. And so it fits a lot looser. Now the problem with doing that is that it's just going to keep blocking on you over and over and over again. Cause it loses contact. Cause it loses contact with your wrist, which is obnoxious. So I just took my passcode off there. So I'm not, not using it for Apple pay anymore. But to me, that was a, that was a win of a trade because I like it way looser. And honestly, I think, and I've only been doing this a couple of days, but I think being looser it seems to me just to be easier that whatever way I move my wrist, it it jogs it in the right way to get it to come on. So I don't, I don't know if that's just a placebo effect, but I've been feeling that way. I will say that if if this to me what this what this is great what is great about the watch battery life is that cellular is dumb. So I'm not even talking about that. Cellular <laughs> right. is. Uh, I mean, I guess they kind of have to like they're releasing cellular watches, so they have to allow for that. But it's kind of like the fact that you can. You can run a workout for a long time on the watch. If you run a workout for two hours in a day, it's dead. It doesn't matter how big of a battery you put in there. When you're when you're running the heart rate sensor every 30 seconds or a minute or however however quickly, however frequently I should say, it runs when you're running a workout. When you do that for long enough, it's dead. Way less than a day, right? But right now, if you don't, if you don't uh if you don't ever work out and you don't ever use cellular. You can probably, I would guess with the series three, you can probably get a solid two days, maybe two and a half days, which is not that valuable. It would be great for it to be a little bit thinner and to really hone in on like a day to day and a half sort of, sort of time frame for the battery. And so that is, that, that is what I hope they're doing is that they're giving you a larger screen, not that much larger, 15% larger they're giving you a little bit thinner. And so that's taking it down from two-ish days to one-ish days. Still solidly one day, but maybe one in a little bit. and Or one in a short workout during the day. Or one and a little bit of cellular um, at some point. And with the way they're getting more screen by not increasing the size of the, you know, the case itself, but they're you know, reducing the bezels to get, to get you more real estate. Um, and it does appear to be thinner, but not so thin that they're having to do something drastic. All of these things mean that it appears that the same watch bands you've been using for three years are still going to fit. So no, no concerns there on having to, you know, toss out your, your, your old watch bands, which I really only wear, um, one really these days, except when I'm uh, doing football on Friday nights, I do put on my, my orange watch band. But still, though, if if you thought that there was a lot of hoopla and uproar when they 
switch to the lightning connector from, from the, the 30 dock, pin from the dock connector that 30 pin dock connector which is a terrible connector when they at some point they're gonna have to at some point and this may be 10 years down the road it's yeah. gonna have to be less than that at some point and it still could be like it could be a solid five almost i mean as thin as the bands are compared to the watch there's still a lot of room they could thin down the watch before they have to change the bands but i just feel like at some point they're gonna have to change right i mean at some point it's gonna have and, and it is going to be oh it is gonna be such a controversial <laughs> choice we'll, we'll see i mean because you got people that have probably spent a thousand dollars on watch bands i'm sure easy uh, well no you can spend a thousand dollars on one watch band well that's I? true yeah More that's true that too. right yeah the milanese not the milanese the the what's that clasp called um the link bracelet is that what's called the link bracelet um i think was like around a thousand (laughs) dollars the one that apple sells is around a thousand dollars so yeah you can you can sink thousands into what is it the hermes or hermes Hermes. those are crazy those are even more yeah when i bought my apple watch i bought um one additional sport band with it at the time of purchase and then i bought a few sport band like <laughs> bands off of amazon for like nine dollars later just to get you know the different color options that i wanted and they're just not i mean a- apple's sport band bands are just far and away superior you know to the ones you can find online much cheaper um but i haven't i haven't been tempted to really dive into that um and and like i said i mean it's been I mean, it's been what over three years since since I've had this watch at this. But didn't they come out in 2015, like mm-hmm. in the March or something, 2015? Right. So I've had, and I got well, I'm coming up on three years because I got mine on Halloween. It was very serious business. Spooky. <laughs> um, I'm I'm so excited to see this this marketing image of the new Apple Watch because, and I'll I'll just say if this is actually true. To me, it answers a big question that I had, which was, why are they making the display bigger? Like, I was totally, totally on board with the fact that you're going to make the display bigger without making the hardware any bigger. That sounds great. But to me, like, I was really thinking, well, I may end up going 38 millimeter if you just make it bigger, but treat the treat the content exactly the same because... I don't need like the way that they have stuff, the watch face that I have right now, I don't need anything on that watch face to be bigger. So if you gave me that same screen size on a, on a smaller hardware, I might go that route because if you're, if you're, well, yeah, you would Mr. SE, if you're just going to embiggen things just so that they're bigger, I have, I have good eyesight, which, which plays into part of this. I mean, it's part of the, re- it's part of the reason why the SE, like, I guess this has never come up. But it's part of the reason why the SE does work for me is because I can keep my font really small. I can not zoom in on a lot of stuff and still read it because... But you can't get that play button in your uh, overcast uh, widget. Don't even... No, not even. Not even going there. That's that's kind of like an... I guess that's a deep inside joke there. <laughs> that's going to take too much time to, to explain there. But... Um, I'm just really happy to see that they're not just making things bigger for making things bigger sake, but yeah. they are, they 
are really changing the way that the watch, the design will be done on the watch. I mean, I am, I'll, I think it'll be just great. I mean, these, and these you know, there's going to be other watch faces besides the one we're right, seeing here. Right. I yeah. mean, this is the one that this is the one. And, and obviously this, it's interesting. This isn't the Siri face. And I wonder where they go with the Siri face, because if, if they were ever going to have a marketing image, I would think it would be of the Siri face. But I mean, obviously this is, this is the one, I mean, if this is to me, I look at this and I see, this is an image that's going to be on apple.com slash watch after they announce this new watch. Maybe it'll also be on a, on a slide, but it seems very much to me what you would see on the store on Apple's website. And to me, it's just showing all the new types of design that can be done. I mean, this calendar event that is taking over part of the circular face looks totally unapple like to me but also looks totally useful to me. I'm just so happy to see just enhanced and increased capability and customizability per user to say, I, I just want complications in the corners. I just want complications in the middle. I want something to get in the way of, of the ticks on my watch face. I never want anything to get in the way of the ticks on my watch face. I mean, you can just choose which way you want it. Well, and this is the cool way they're they're doing the the temperature where you can see the oh, low and the gosh. high and then the and the actual t- yeah, I mean. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> oh god. It's just great the, the timer ticking down I mean, just to see how much time is left there with a visual and not just a number. And I guess one other thing we haven't really mentioned, but this looks to me it has that stainless steel finish look to me, but it's gold so i mean that's kind of an that's a new thing too right because they don't have a- uh yeah yeah you're right about that because the because the current gold one they have is a is the, the aluminum the aluminum or aluminum don't look now british you know what this looks like uh it looks like a little something you may have seen recently called an iphone 10s gold <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah so matchy matchy ah man well hey i i thought the iphone 10s looked good in gold but i don't think i would bite on that yeah I don't know, man. This looks pretty good. <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, I mean, I'm loving this. Even this UV index, which I don't think is a, is a possible uh, complication right now, but I, I mean, you, like that. You know, these, um, you see it on, on, you know, Twitter and stuff sometimes where it'll be like, you got $5 to spend to create the best NBA lineup of all time. And then it lists like, all these players and like LeBron's four dollars and yeah. you know MJ's four dollars or whatever and so you've got five dollars and you have to put together a lineup. I feel like this is what is happening to me this fall is I got five dollars and I got to decide, uh, you know, do I want to watch? Does Brittany get a new phone? Um, we hadn't even talked about AirPods and and you know all. I just don't know, man. I just don't know where, because I only got five dollars. <laughs> now, thankfully, I think for both of us, we we thankfully have wives that don't really care about the cutting edge. This is true. They don't want it. They don't want to be years and years back. I mean, we don't have wives that are still using five S's or anything like that. True. And there are people out there still using five S's, mostly teenagers, as as hand me downs of hand me downs. And, and that's good for them. That's a, that's a, a character building experience for them. And they're using the best size phone. So, you know, 
iOS 12 will help them in their character building. Absolutely. Make things a little better. Yes. Yes, indeed. All that to say, though, that that helps us to a certain extent. And I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know how your finances look. I don't know what you have in the bank right now. I mean, and we don't have to, we don't have to disclose that. But Payday's tomorrow. <laughs> I have less than I'll have tomorrow for sure. There you go. So I do wonder, so I mean, is there any way that you see yourself just continuing with your series zero? I, I, there are, yeah, there is a way I okay. can see that. I, I could see, you know, maybe I, I wait a little bit and maybe I wait till like the spring when, you know, there'll be a hundred dollars off. You're like, Best maybe Buy so. is always running deals That's true. like that. So I could see me not running out right at, at, at launch. And this does seem like one. So that's, that's a good point that if you're going to wait a little bit for a sale, this seems like one that is a little more defensible to do that with because it's a, it's a redesign. And so it's, it's a little bit like the iPhone 10 to me really is that waiting a little bit. Like if, if somebody was like, eh, I may go with the 10, but I think I may wait to the spring. I could see for, for, for it to be a little cheaper. I could see that as a, as a strategy more than in recent years because the 10S, as we now know it's going to be called, is, is a bump from what the 10 offers you, but it's not completely different. You know, you're not getting totally left out in the cold. For instance, if someone said, I'm thinking I might get an iPhone 7 Plus, but I think I'm going to wait until the spring so it's a little cheaper. I would say, don't you dare. You wait six more months and you get yourself an iPhone 10 because they're changing all the rules, right? Same thing here is that it's a complete redesign. This is now, I would, I would assume confidently what I, what Apple watches are going to look like for three or four years. Yeah. And so getting, getting this in the spring versus what could I, should I wait six months now and just throw some money in, you know, savings so that I have the money to get it. I mean, I could, I could see, I could see a defense for, well, it's a hundred dollars cheaper now. And how much different is it really going to be in the, in the, in the fall, especially when we've now gotten to the point. Now we don't, we don't, you and I, have you used a series three at all? No, but you've seen videos of people using them. Mm -hmm. So you understand. And I used it for a very, very short time in the, in the store as well as seeing videos in them, but like they're actually fast. Oh yeah. There's not an enormous amount of lag. So I, I think now that we're, now that we're to that point, then I could see this being kind of an evergreen obviously not evergreen in the actual but a, a more evergreen model than the series, you know, one or two, for instance, you know, which is, which is already, they've, they've already, I mean, this is already just so much better. I don't see the, I don't see the iPhone series five being so much better than the series four. True. Yeah. So it seems to me though, from, from what you've said, um, I think almost entirely on the podcast, I don't think we've, we've, I don't think these conversations have happened off the mic that the surest thing is that Brittany needs a phone. That's not her phone right now. Well, she had the nerve. Oh, the other night, the audacity to say, cause I just, I mentioned off handedly that, you know, just wait, just wait a month. And, and I'll, uh, she was complaining about something with her phone for good said, reason. For good reason. That, that's that's it, not what you have a problem with, right? It's janked up. It's it's you know, it she needs a new phone. It's 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 not even an old phone, but she just I don't know what happened. Well, it's it's been it's physically a damaged. Damaged phone. Yeah. Um 
And so she was complaining about something and I said, well, you know what, you know, a few more weeks and, and you know, we'll have, you'll have this phone, which I held up my 10. Her phone is like Greg Oden and it's not old. <laughs> Whoa, man. It's not old, but it's broken. It's broken. Yeah. Like, like it, it seems old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Might as well be. She had the nerve to say, I don't need a new phone. And I said, Brittany, look into the windows of my soul and tell me you don't need a new phone. She's like, I don't ever complain about this phone. (laughs) You literally just complained about, that's why I said what I said, because you were saying something (laughs) about the phone that was definitely not a compliment. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. So I would like to get a new phone for multiple reasons. One being like, I would get the new phone and she would get my phone. Sure. So there, but do you, you, so ignoring Brittany's situation, if the Brittany, if Brittany's situation was not where Brittany's situation was, say Brittany had an iPhone eight for whatever reason that was just fine and dandy, was not damaged. Or even if her phone right now was not damaged at all and was working, it was working great. Yeah. Would you be looking to replace your 10? Oh no. The 10 S. No. So, this is more of a, hey, we're finally at a point where we've always gotten phones at the same time. Right. And so because of what I did last year. Except for last year. Well, yeah, except for last year. Um, because of what I so did you, last you, year. You can't blame her for throwing this off. We, that, that's on you. I don't feel like it's thrown off. I feel like I'm finally at that point where we can do the whole off cycle oh, thing okay. where I can get a new phone every year and she can you know, get my phone. That except I just, your, your hand-me-down. But it's, that is still a very, very quality device way better than what she has today in terms of what she cares about camera and battery life. Just please get her an OtterBox on whatever phone she ends up well, getting. No, she's going to, she's going to, I would just have her keep this case because this case has been great. I've dropped it several times and it's been the case that she has on her seven was just not really for protection. It was that more was for mistake for looks. Yeah. We, we had the same cases, just different colors was fine for me because i'm more careful with it i don't give it to my children as much um and you know it just whatever it happened it's okay i'm not mad but um yeah she would either keep this case or we would get one even this has been a really good case in terms of like helping with shock and all that okay. so okay. um i think she would just keep just this. don't don't let the same thing happen but it doesn't really seem like she cares all that much mm. about it. Or well, she, she talks a big game. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. So I don't know. There may be a scenario where um, she decides she can ride or die with the uh, virtual home button for longer. And I just know that she would really, she would love this phone um, because of one, the battery life and two, the camera. She would, if she had this 10, she would be in a much better place. <laughs> I think. Her her Chinese students are rubbing off on her apparently, because the the virtual home button is all the rage from I, yeah, what I hear. I know it's actually pretty China pretty neat, but it is only because she has a broken it, home it is, button. It is neat. Well, didn't we? I guess we didn't mention this when we talked about uh, hardware problems being solved by software problems. We talked about your AirPods, didn't we? We we never actually talked okay, about go it, for it on on air. Yeah, so little, little snippet. AirPods. I was having trouble with my airpods where 
sometimes people could hear me and sometimes people couldn't either through Voxer or actual phone calls, or if I had them connected to, you know, my, my iMac at work and I was on a, on a blue jeans meeting and I couldn't figure out why. Cause it was just, it seemed to be really random until I just randomly <laughs> remembered that there was that time that Declan knocked it out of my ear and it fell in the toilet, my left AirPod. And so I, I went and did some testing. I sent a Voxer to Brittany with just the left one in and the right one in the case. Couldn't hear me. I flipped them, put the right one in, left one out. She could hear me. Um, and then if I had both of them in, couldn't hear me. It was really muffled. And so I, I deduced that anytime the left microphone was being engaged, because it had obviously been damaged when, when it fell in the toilet, it, th- I'm hearing output just fine, but whatever, something happened to the microphone. And so luckily I go into the, to the AirPod, um, you know, like in through the Bluetooth menu and see if I have any options. And lo and behold, you can, you can set it to just pick one microphone, even if you have both in. Is that how this happened, Levi? That you just moseyed on in? Well, AirPod settings. After I realized that that's what was wrong, I just okay. I went there because I knew there are certain settings you can can determine to just be left ear or right ear. Mm. So I wondered, was there another way? I don't really remember. Uh, are you remembering be- something different? I believe, I believe. Oh, you told me that. Okay, sorry, I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, I guess you did tell me that. Um, I'll, I'll remember for you. I'll give you credit. Sorry, I, I just forgot. Um, yeah, so I go in there and I set my microphone to only be engaged through my right AirPod. Um, and that has been just fantabulous. So I'm able to use my AirPods again now for uh, video meetings at work. And But let's be honest, I'm not because I got these really cool uh, Jabra headphones now that are noise canceling. So anyway, um, yeah, so that's a, a, an example of you got a hardware problem. Apple gives you some options with the software to get around it. Just like Brittany, this, this is the second time the phone, the screen has been cracked. Uh, the first time was very extensive, uh, to the front and back. Uh, the second time it was just the home button that got slightly cracked, but it was enough to, you know, keep the home button from working anymore. And, uh, immediately that virtual home button pops up when I guess when, you know, the, the actual home button, although there's not really an actual button uh, on the seven. Once that stops working, iOS automatically turns on this virtual home That's button. It's really crazy. It's so nice. It automatically I mean, does that. Because she she had no idea what was going on. It just obviously Everly had taken a you know some type of uh jackhammer to her phone that morning before Brittany woke up and then she saw that the, the home button was was cracked and didn't know what to do, but the Apple, the, or the home, the virtual home button was just right there for her and ready to use. So that's what she's been using for at least six months now. And it's been fine. I mean, there's some, there's some quirky stuff where sometimes it disappears. <laughs> there's, you know, there's like, what do you do? You can't do anything now. Would you, would you say it was a, a baby Jack, jackhammer? A baby jackhammer? Yeah, I guess I would say that. No, no, a baby jack jackhammer. A baby jack jack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks for that. Uh, baby jack jack was the best part of Incredibles Correct. too. My children agree. Kanan, he did not like that movie. Really? It scared him. The the scenes with the you know the 
not even really the bad guy, like the people that were being controlled or whatever spoilers. Um, that stuff, like it, he didn't like when the heroes were being controlled. That really upset him. I can see that. And he was like, I mean, as we were leaving, he's like, I did not like this movie. <laughs> he's like, I do not want to see this again. <laughs> so, that's, that's, and he, that's great. It made me sad though, because he loves the Incredibles. It's probably his favorite Pixar movie. And, um, yeah, he's not want to see the Incredibles. The world needs contrarians. Again. He'll have a good podcast someday. <laughs> Maybe so. He just feels things too deeply sometimes. Yeah, that's all right. He didn't get that from me. 